theoretically possible. Why waste time? But it doesn't make any sense. Discovery Houston, press to ATO. Three, two, one. Great day to the world, and Quinn, how is life feeling life? right now? You know, life is great. Really? Yeah. What Can't you, complain. Are you excited? Nervous? Really excited. I'm excited for what's to come, and this episode kind of complements that a little bit because today we're talking about the belief in oneself. We're talking a little bit about self-efficacy, something that I've actually studied quite a bit in entrepreneurial research, and... It's something that you really need to have if you're going to pursue any entrepreneurial endeavor. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, self-efficacy is something that, um, you know, really kind of piqued both of our interests. I think when we first started learning about it in research, it's similar to confidence for sure, Very. but it's also kind of more than just confidence because I feel like confidence, maybe sometimes you can kind of fake, right? Mm, yeah. um, but with self-efficacy, it's like the true and honest perspective of one's own ability to be able to do something or yeah. or not right and and interestingly enough also in a lot of entrepreneurial research specifically around women this is definitely a big deal also hmm. right where where there's like a pretty common characteristic within you know if you don't see yourself as like you know when you think about entrepreneurs we think Elon Musk Jeff Bezos Steve Jobs well those are all men and they're all white right so if like representation matters you know and little girls are seeing who is an entrepreneur who isn't it's just interesting to see how efficacy builds because just because that happens doesn't necessarily mean that women or people you know who look differently than the entrepreneurs that we think of right away aren't going to do that but it, Self-efficacy, I'm emphasizing that it's a delicate thing sometimes, mm, right? It's yeah. like, you know, it could be something as simple as like, well, I never saw my, I never saw a woman on the cover of Entrepreneurship Magazine. Well, that's not true anymore, which is awesome. Right. But, you know, back in the day, well, so that I never saw myself in that. Hmm. But, you know, self-efficacy is more of a complicated thing. It really is just like your own belief in yourself. Yeah. It's not necessarily so much external. So I just say that to clarify a little bit more. I and mean, hopefully I did clarify, not confuse more, but it's really inward looking, internal. Mm -hmm. Like what do you what do you truly believe you're able to do? Yeah. And this this is definitely necessary for anything new that you're pursuing. Yeah. Well, in entrepreneurship it's a it's a whole scary road. I mean, that's the truth. And I kind of didn't want to do too much of a conversation on the science of it as much as I kind of want to have a personal conversation with you on our journey. Yeah. And I think it would be kind of fun to record this. And then at one point in time, we'll reflect on where our heads were at, at in this moment. And I just, I, I like to believe, see myself efficacy, maybe it's not as high as it should be. I like to believe that we're going to listen to this and be like, whoa, we did believe in ourselves. And that was amazing. You know, something yeah. like that. Yeah, I like that actually a lot. Because I think obviously that's kind of, I mean, that's a really good point. Is that efficacy isn't something that is just like stable and steady. Never. right? Yeah. It's definitely something. And this is like you said, we're not going to research. This is something just like anecdotally. It's like yeah. sometimes I feel super empowered and feeling like dude i know i can do this yeah even if i've never done it before i'm like okay yeah i can do it just go for it you know yeah that's a good point i mean you think about any emotion we can always say we overall are more happy than we are sad right but there's times where we do feel more sad than we do happy and there's times when we do feel very confident about what we're doing or sometimes we're a little bit nervous about it 
but the goal is to always remain high in self-efficacy, but never too high. That's the other thing. You don't want to be overly confident or else you're going to get a little arrogant and that could have a negative effect on your performance. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah, too, that's a good point. Too much efficacy. What does that mean? Well, that's like you're not listening to anyone else like I know how to do. And I don't know if that actually is. Maybe it turns into a different term altogether. Right. You know, but just well, just think about it in a basketball situation if you have a basketball player that has way too much self-efficacy he's gonna try to coach the team Mm. and now he's not staying within his lane or his position of being the athlete on the court and you could be a great leader on the court but at the same time you shouldn't try to run the whole show Mm. that's where you're getting yourself in a little bit of trouble because you're doing too much yeah that's a really good point i there you can have too much of anything and too little of everything you know mm. of any I, I think that that's why we always say it's all about moderation but you know maybe moderation is more akin to like the balance that's what we're all trying to achieve is like a balance and it's yeah. all usually like not right there in the perfect center but it's a little bit above or a little bit below and and you just kind of have to figure out you know the ebbs and flows of it because you definitely don't want to get to the point where okay i feel like i can do this and i know it better than anyone else which you might you may or may not but i just think that it's important to always remain humble i think mm-hmm. that the smartest people that i've ever encountered and i'm maybe you would feel the same way are the ones who admit like i don't know everything right i'm, I'm smart enough to know that i don't know it all right. you know and i'm sorry but like even if you've done something for years and years and years and years doesn't mean that you know absolutely everything and mm-hmm. that's kind of to me i think the beauty of life i love that like right. you're not actually going to know absolutely everything yeah about one topic right well, maybe you can but well, I, I feel like there's always something to learn there's always something more to learn for yeah. sure and I, I always try to measure if I'm being overly optimistic, overly uh, self-confident, or over too happy, mm-hmm. kind of by basing it on a 10 scale. Like if I f- ever feel as though I want to say I'm a 10, then it's like, okay, you got to calm down a little bit, you know? <laughs> because if, you, if you're ever saying you're a 10, that means you can't go above. You can't go above. You're at the peak of it. Yeah. And I appreciate uh, Dave Portnoy on pizza reviews he's never given a 10 to a pizza before and i hope that he never does (laughs) he'll give a 9.8 or 9.7 but there's always that opportunity that you're going to find one that's going to be better and if you're ever trying to judge your own emotions i think it's really helpful to think what is my scale and you can break it down doesn't have to be single digits it could be uh, one through 100 and just make sure you're never at 100 or even 99 99 is like still insanely high you yeah. know well and, and I think going the other way is important too I think you're giving really great advice is like like are you really at a zero that dang that's really at the bottom you don't yeah. want to get at the bottom either you don't I think that like there are extremes for a reason and some people you know enjoy I don't know the, the extremes are really rare you right. know and you kind yeah. of want to figure out where is your sweet spot and it might be different for everyone right well, so that's an interesting point I'm, i was gonna ask you what do you feel your sweet spot is and we could do you want to do self-efficacy and confidence what do you think is the sweet spot for that for you personally yeah i think um maybe my sweet spot would be like on a likert scale of one to ten yeah or 10 you, being the highest yeah you can have help, decimal point yeah. if you want yeah i was gonna say maybe like uh 7.7 I don't okay. know oh, you know? okay you want to give me a range or you want to just that's the average right there I would say yeah I mean because I think that part of um at least when we're talking about like entrepreneurship right mm-hmm. and leadership also in a way yeah um I feel like it's a really important thing for me to 
feel like I like there's a little bit of like gap like there's uncertainty there right yeah, where I know <laughs> I, but I know I can do this 100 yeah. percent I can do this but then I'm also leaving space for myself to learn for right. things to just happen and to yeah. adapt and kind to kind of in a way improv mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. so um but of course like it would be nice if it was an eight or above also yeah. but I would say I, I feel like my best self when it's like, okay, you know, 7.7. About 7.7, yeah. That's pretty good. So for me, I was going to give it a range and I was just going to keep it more simple. I was just going to go between an 8 or a 9, which is odd that my lowest number is still higher than your <laughs> average. But I, I, I honestly think it's so important to just really believe that what you're doing is right. And if you believe in it, it's going to set you free, allow mm. you to accomplish those dreams. But at the same time, I'm definitely not trying to go, I'm never trying to go above 9.5. Mm. That's where I think I got a better tone it down. And I do feel like it's important for me to get up to an 8. If I'm at like a 7, there's a, there's a little bit too much hesitancy for me to like push through, especially if it's a really difficult task. But that's just how my brain works and everyone's different. But I feel as though the largest rewards require sometimes higher risk and if you're going into risky business then you kind of have to be very confident about it and therefore my nu- my number of minimum would be eight i like that yeah i see this is a perfect example just your your response and my response the difference between how individuals interpret that question in general right mm-hmm. like i think it just even goes to show how difficult surveys are in research right yeah. because you could interpret it one way i could interpret it a whole other way and we right. could even probably spend a whole episode on like what was your interpretation of that question versus what was mine right, right. and i think that you know it has a lot to do with you know what what is our realities what are our identities and all that stuff and what do we really need in order to push forward in uncertainty right Right. what like at what point do we feel like okay you know what I know enough and I I think mine is maybe a little bit lower just because you know through a lot of the experiences that we've had together Mm -hmm. you know in in entrepreneurial you know ventures and pit business pitches and all that all that stuff is you know just you're never going to have it all figured out and so you have to know you may not know it all and you may you have to also accept the risk that this may not all work out either. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. But I think by accepting that in a way you are setting yourself up being realistic to understand where you can actually, you know, go forth in your own confidence. And like, like, okay, I know this isn't, I'm not going to know everything, but mm-hmm. I feel good. I feel good given the risk level uncertainty in the current moment, yeah. pull the trigger, go. You know, because it's too much. I've found myself, you know, in the past getting kind of an analysis paralysis mode. And that's the Mm. last thing you want to do. Right. Where it's like, oh, wait, do I really do I really have the skills to do this? Do I not? Yeah, I do. I'm not going to know it all. It's okay, But I know that, you know, it really is. It's self-efficacy is an interesting thing because it's not just like confidence, like for the external to interpret. It's Mm. really like. Do you, to your core, feel like you can learn something? It's mm. not that you you already know how to do it. Mm-hmm. It's that, like, you can go in and say, like, look, I don't really know how to, like, for example, code Python right, right now. But you know what? If I do a little bit here and there, I, I feel like I could actually do it. Yeah. That's what efficacy is. It's mm. not that you already have accomplished it. It's mm-hmm. that you are, something's in front of you, and 
do you ha- do you actually have the gumption within yourself, mm. right, to say, you know what, I'm gonna go ahead because I think that I I actually know I can learn that. Yeah. Right. Well, you believe. You that believe you, that you, you can. can. You and say you know. <laughs> you believe, right? Exactly. But it, it, it that's a huge part of it, right? right. I mean, if you if we if we're talking about like success and like trial and error, I mean, that's really you know everyone says you know success has to do with luck, with timing, X, Y, and Z, all these different things, but. It is also, you know, the persistence to continue to try. Yeah. It's a little bit of grit. A little bit of grit. I yeah. knew you were going to go that direction. Yeah, not giving up when the going gets tough. And, yeah, it's it's a roller coaster, but I'm wondering to what degree do you consider it a roller coaster of emotions where you're going up and down of different levels of self-efficacy, of, you know, the belief in yourself to accomplish goals. How often do you get up to an eight or a nine, and how often do you get down to a four or a three? Or is your range much smaller than that? And maybe your you said your average would be like 7.7. Is it just between seven at the lowest and then maybe like 9.3? You know, is it tight yeah. or is it like really wide? And how often does it go way up and how often does it go way down? Because this morning for me, I to be fully honest, I was probably feeling maybe a, a seven, mm. which is pretty low for me. But now today I'm like, you know what? I got my wife. We're good balance. I think that's the other compliment of you being a 7.7 and my range being a little bit higher. Yeah. Is you keep me in check of like, hey, 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 calm down. Let me organize this in my brain. And I make sure that you don't go into analysis paralysis. <laughs> and so that balance helps uplift my feelings when they're a little low. And so right now I'd probably put myself right at a 7.9, maybe even an 8. Yeah, I think that you're so right about the balance because I have a tendency to go way lower. When yours, you're at a seven, like if I go low, like that's pretty low, you right. know, like for me. And it's not, it's not fun, but I do have you to bring me back up, right? Mm-hmm. And I am the same way. And I think it's a really... It's really helpful to have someone else to talk to about this whole journey because it's so freaking hard, you know? And yeah. we call each other our rocks because if one's feeling low, the other one can help. And it's... It, I. I don't recall the last time we were both feeling like super, super low. Yeah, I know. That's the weird thing too is like it's it, it goes back and forth. Like yeah. when you are in a low, I help you. And when I'm in a low, you help me. And it's just like, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know what would happen if we were both in a low. We'd just like probably mm, just no. stay in snuggle in bed a, or something. <laughs> hide under <laughs> but, a blanket. But luckily that hasn't, you know, that doesn't, that doesn't happen very often if ever. Just like I can't even think about it um, an example of when that happened. But I would... One thing I will say about kind of just in response to my answer and how, you know, I look at it is, yeah, kind of volatile, but like, I've always had this thing and maybe it came from high school because a lot of people, I don't know, I really, (laughs) I really have never wanted to peak, you know, like some people say like, oh, the glory days or high school or some people, you know, and I don't, I hate when people say this, like, oh yeah, he or she peaked in high school. Like that's an awful thing to say. I think, Mm. you know, it's you know, maybe it's true to an extent, but that's not very nice for anyone to say about someone. And I think I internalize that in a weird way of like high school can't be at the peak. And then it wasn't, of course. And then college was like, this can't be the peak. No, I don't want anything to really be the peak. What is going to be the peak of my life? I have no idea. But if I never peak, it just is, if you think about it, exactly. You're just always climbing up. It might be like little by little, but awesome. Like, I hope that like, Maybe the peak of my life is like when I'm like accepting death. It's like, yeah, you know what? This is awesome. That's I did deep. it all, you know? Yeah. So I know that's really kind of maybe too deep for this, this yeah. you know, no, no, morning it's, it's podcast. Good. But I, think, I think you were basically saying, you know, it's always a journey. 
the whole entire time. It's always day one. Just because you have, like right now in this moment, we have a lot of uh, belief in our capabilities in these like new entrepreneurial endeavors. But if we accomplish them, we're, we're going to create a new goal. And right. we'll continue to create a new goal. And the goal will be that much more difficult. And if we asked ourselves 10 years ago, where what are our goals in the next two years, they would be so little compared to what our goals are now looking two years forward. Does that make sense? Yes. And it's just an ongoing test of that we put in front of ourselves of how much can we accomplish? Yeah. What can't we do? What is our peak? We do understand we're not superman and superwoman here. Mm-hmm. And we do have to have this life balance where, you know, we're being present at certain points in time to appreciate the journey. But at the same time, we also have to look far into the future and shoot for those stars that go way beyond what maybe we really believe we can do initially. Exactly. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. And I mean, I think that like anyone who's listening to this who maybe hasn't heard our story about, you know, like how we got to where we are today, I highly recommend you listen to some of the past podcast episodes about, you know, our journey in life out of the box. But I think with this conversation, really, when I think about self-efficacy and what you were just saying too, you Mm -hmm. know, in terms of like, there's got to be a balance being present, but also leaning into the future. You know, when we left California, we quit our jobs and all that stuff. We left California to move to Nicaragua, one-way ticket, to just start a social venture that we didn't know. We didn't know what we were going to sell. We didn't know what it was going to be. We just knew we wanted it to have a social mission. and It was going to be a business, not a nonprofit, where it was like maybe one for one. We buy a product, you give a product, right? Yeah. We actually left with no idea at all no how we idea. make that happen. <laughs> exactly. But we did have a vision. We had a vision. We had a vision and we were going to basically bring people along the journey of what that vision might, how that vision might evolve. Yeah. Right? So we left. Come to fruition. Exactly. We left space, right? And a lot of people, it was so interesting to see people's reaction to that because and there have been many moments in our life where I feel like it was a, there's a moment and then you kind of like see how everyone reacts and you learn a lot about the people around you. Mm -hmm. Um, But some people were like, that sounds crazy, but you know, it has a lot to do with us kind of experimenting at a young age. I think of Mm -hmm. like, you know what, it's okay to embrace the uncertainty that like how, like would I put money on you, Jonathan? Yeah. Would you put money on me? Yeah. So, okay, we're together, we're doing this. And then in a way that we would put money on ourselves too. Right. And so, I think that that experience and multiple experiences that happened after that have really kind of shown us that, look, you might you might not know exactly how to do everything. Like, d- did we know how to do business in Nicaragua? Absolutely not. It was very different. Did we know mm-hmm. how to then negotiate with artisans in Guatemala? Well, yeah, we did because we started learning about that in Nicaragua, right? Yeah. Our Spanish got a lot better. We started to really adapt and stuff like that. And like, that's the thing about self-efficacy. If you can increase your self-efficacy at you might not actually believe that you're going to be the best at this, Mm -hmm. but all you need to know about yourself is that I know that I can teach myself that I can learn. Mm. I can actually do this. And when we left California for Nicaragua, never in a million years would you have ever been able to tell either of us that that would eventually lead us to Oklahoma state university living there and getting free masters and free two free PhD degrees. Even just joining an incubator. Like we always felt like, that's exclusive group for those in tech. And then to find out that they're accepting a social venture. I mean, that was like so foreign to us at the yeah. time. We were like, hell yeah, this could be amazing to have resources and 
have an office space and just work our little buns off. I mean, at the time we were, we were carrying all of our things in just two bags and just hopping around, just busting it, trying to figure out what's the next best move for us. And yeah, it's been a crazy journey, but I do often go back to the quote that we discovered on this podcast together, which is it's always day one. Thank you, Jeff Bezos. We do appreciate it because it is as though, even though we've done some cool things, we've accomplished things that we're both proud of. We're, we're, we realize it's still like day one. I kind of feel like we are still gone putting all of our stuff in, in a, it's not in two pieces of suitcase, but it's condensed trying to be mobile and take advantage of every single opportunity that comes about. And if we get one pitch, that's just the right speed, not too many little curves. I'm not a baseball guy, but you know what I'm (laughs) saying? And it's right down the middle. Boom, we're, we're going to smack it, and we're going to smack it really, really hard, and it might completely shift all of our plans. You know, Right now we have visions of the life we want to live and the places we want to go, but who knows? We might be living in freaking Antarctica if a crazy, insane opportunity all comes together, and we're like, hell yeah, we're moving to Antarctica, honey. You're right. I mean, the, the truth is, is we're open. That's the beauty of being open. Yeah. When you close things off, I think that's when um, at least – in my interpretation, kind of like some, for some people it's like when it's planned and you're closed, okay, I feel better now that I have control. But the truth is Mm. this universe and this world and a lot of things that have to do with humans, like we are, we are programmed to be able to live amongst chaos. Like everything is expanding and to control things is something that is, you have a false sense of your ability to control everything. Mm. Right. I think, and I think, and so by opening, being open, you don't, you kind of relieve yourself from that right? because you almost it's there's no way anyone can actually completely plan out their whole life right you know that not everything's going to work out and I guess one of the things I was trying to say with like our experience with life out of the box of just that one moment of looking back because I look back on that like decision because that decision was a catalyst moment for you and me in terms of the trajectory of our life for sure right and you know, moving to Nicaragua, that was a really big deal. And so I look back, I'm like, wow, that was actually pretty courageous. But you know what I think it is, is it's self-efficacy. It's one of those things that's kind of cyclical. The more you kind of believe yourself, believe in yourself that you can do this and Mm -hmm. you actually prove to yourself, look, I did do it. Wow. Cool. It gains momentum. It's kind of like it starts Mm. to kind of compile and it becomes a loop where you're just, what if you take a big hit though? You know what? That's okay. The thing is though, is that the, I think a hit doesn't necessarily put you back in terms of self-efficacy. Yeah, I think like it just kind if of you don't accomplish a goal. What I mean by taking a big right, hit. right. But I think that the compound interest of time of like your self-efficacy doesn't just go away. It maybe mm. stay there. But mm. I think that the thing is, is the more you just keep on trying to learn, keep on trying to do, and really stay true to who you are. Like I really feel like your values and your mission of like what do you really want out of this life is kind of like. Your guiding compass right and as long as you're you know if you're trying to find that out that's okay right but once you do find it out you know it's not necessarily it's not a great guide it's not like a here's the map of how to do it Mm -hmm. you're going to still have to go down different paths and choose different paths and we tend to choose the paths less traveled (laughs) that's That's true just how we kind of are but it also to us by choosing the path um the paths less less traveled yeah um i just feel like I don't know, we've learned a lot more than we would have if we went on the other path. Well, I think that you know? we believe that the road less traveled is the one that often has greater opportunity. 
you know, the idea of you got to be one in a million or one in a billion, the, the people that we admire the most are that. Mm. And if you're just going down the path that everyone's going down, then you're not becoming one in a million. You're like, de- you're getting that number to be smaller, yeah. you know, so now, well, I guess technically it'd be bigger, but the denominator to be smaller. So it'd be like, now you're one in 100,000. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I sincerely believe that, well, first off, I sincerely believe in our capabilities. I believe that we got to just keep pushing, though we do get our brains kind of stuck in these little, I don't know, it almost feels like a negative spin cycle. It's just about pushing ourselves through it. Life is all about waves and the perspective in which you view those waves really depends on you internally. So you may be, in all honesty, the reality may be you're having just as many highs as you're having lows, but you got to believe that you're having more highs than lows because that's what's going to push you through and get you to keep going when the going gets difficult. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I really also do believe though that the negative, the lows, I mean, those are there for a reason. Mm. I, I do believe that sometimes, maybe not everyone would agree with this, but for me, I do find that the times where you struggle are the times where you learn the most. And mm. I, I feel like, you know, I used to play softball or lots of sports and whatever, but I feel like the way that I learned how to reach a certain level in terms of being a pitcher in softball was definitely learning, not from when I, you know, maybe pitched a uh, no hitter or whatever. It was the times where everyone was hitting off of me. And I was mm. like, what is going on, man? Hmm. And it usually had to do with the fact that I was playing against people who were really, really good. Right. And it's like you lift yourself up by, you. I mean, by lifting yourself up after struggling or like by not, you know, doing as well as you can do. Hmm. I think that that is a huge part of self-efficacy and that cycle of it getting stronger because I feel like self-efficacy is like a, a muscle and you have to use it mm-hmm. and it does get stronger and like a blow to it like if say you know someone punched or whatever it would still be there it would be still be strong whereas confidence I feel like sometimes is a little bit more easily breakable right yeah. so one's confidence is something that is a little bit more dependent on external interpretation too well, and it's so like negative comments you know a lot of people who are successfully uh, launching their social media profile they get so many comments and so few of the comments or more quite often the loudest ones the ones that they hear the most are the negative ones and gotta just like squash that yeah if anything maybe you could flip it and make it something that pushes you to go harder but at the same time i'm always at the perspective of you gotta you gotta view it as this is there's way more treasure at the end of this route than yeah. there are pitfalls. For sure. And we have the ability to get through it in the most efficient route possible. But it doesn't mean that the pit... I'm not pretending there's no pitfalls. And yes. I'm not pretending yes. that we have an airplane that we're just going direct flight. But I am, you know, I, I am being positive and quite optimistic. Well, I think that's, a, that's an essential aspect of it, right? Because you could go through the negative the negative moments, the pitfalls or whatever, and just stay there. Right. Mm. And that's, that's like that, that's, that's the worst thing you could do. And that's but, such a uh, weird um, thought. Like to me, that's like a new language. What you just said. I know. I can't imagine. You like, gotta what pi- would you do? Well, you, you just do something different, I guess. Yeah. You maybe just, I don't know, but you got to pick yourself up, whatever you do. Right. And that's where optimism comes in. And this is where optimism is a huge part of entrepreneurship because 
what else gets you through those those trialing times, the failures? You have to have optimism that that's just one pitfall or one failure in the long line of this journey that I'm going to get to, and I know yeah. that I can get there. So optimism is a huge, hugely important aspect, and so I'm glad that you're emphasizing that because you're right. I mean, that when we really reflect on what are we worried about, I mean, look, everything's going to be all right. We're not we're not going to go starving. We're not. Neither of us have cancer. You know, like there are some things in life where it could be way way worse, and so I think. You know, I guess we're, we're kind of just sharing this to be honest and open with our, our listeners as we always like to do. Well, it helps us on our journey. It does. And I do like to think that a lot of our listeners are on their own journey as well. Whichever route that may be, whether it be fully entrepreneurial or whether it be on a career path towards success. Yep. I still think that there's a lot of little golden nuggets because this really does help me make sense of the difficulties of life yeah. in general. And it's never, it, it does feel very volatile at times. And yeah. you just got to do your very best to stay up there and almost ignore the lows, stay positive on the highs, believing yourself, even when it's kind of a way out there dream. And it does often feel like we're living a dream. Yeah. Not, you know, not like a dream, like a fantasy, like, oh, we're living in outer space, like a dream, like, dude, this is wild what we're trying to go after like this is something that is going to be if, if if we accomplish all of our goals it will be a story i want to hear you know what i mean yeah i know well i think that we've had many chapters in our life where we kind of surprised ourselves exactly and i would say life out of the box has definitely been one of those things i'm excited to see how this evolves i'm excited to ha- see how we evolve mm-hmm. and the truth is is you just have to believe in yourself. I think that really has, I think it's, it's more important than I think most people give it, mm. you know, like I think yeah. that it actually is so hugely important. Just make sure like when you're in a low to surround yourself with people who will lift you up, lift you up, remind you, Hey, you're pretty awesome. Okay. Just keep <laughs> Cause on going. <laughs> Cause you are. And even if, even if you've ex- experienced a failure recently, just know like this is temporary. Things are temporary. Isn't that the best thing about life? It is. Most things are, you know, it's kind of you know, the yin and yang and it's sometimes just remember you're going to get through it. There's no darkness. There's no light without darkness and there's no happiness without sadness. So just yeah. know this is just part of it and you got this. So thanks so much for tuning in. I really appreciate you bringing this up, my love. This <laughs> is a really fun, interesting conversation and looking forward to probably listening to it at some point when I'm in a low. Yeah. Well, we hope you all have a wonderful day. Talk to you tomorrow. Bye.